0: What radio? The music you want. What's your host? Dee Dan. I'm you just What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. Well, technically, the Radio What vehicle. <laughs> I'm riding around and I'm doing this intro, and I'm live in a living color, and uh, this is my podcast. It's radio. It's Well, it's what makes you famous. (laughs) I love driving around. But uh, yes, I'm parked on the side of the road. I am not podcasting and driving at the same time because that could be dangerous. What makes you famous? is an extension of the, of the radio what.com internet radio station that i've been running for quite some time and if you need dj services i encourage you to go to dj dot check availability get your free price quote and maybe you can have little old me keys dan at your event you know it's wedding season I've got weddings coming up and behind me oh goodness having good Having a good time here in June in Arkansas, Central Arkansas. Shoot, I think I went... It, would that be considered South Arkansas if I went down, all the way down to Camden? Hmm, maybe. I was in Hot Springs a couple weeks ago. It's just good times. Weddings, weddings, weddings. And, of course, karaoke jams. I just did the, the Rab last night. It's Saturday here in Arkansas. Well, today on the program, I have... Um, Oh, Jerry Jarvis of the Alpha One Entertainment. He's a, a DJ in Pottsville, Arkansas, right close to Russellville, Arkansas. And I get, I've seen lots of pictures of him online, and I've gotten to chat with him briefly. And I've chatted with his wife, Crystal, nice lady, and uh, they're good people. So I figured, hey, I've had other types of people on this podcast. Let's uh, let's have a couple DJs uh, get in the chit-chat and talk on the what makes you famous podcast and I, I don't know a lot more about him i know he's got a great setup uh, his uh his equipment looks top notch uh, but uh, let's dig a little deeper into jerry jarvis i'm gonna go uh, drive on over to the jarvis estate the alpha one studios and find out more about jerry jarvis now We go uh, there we go Jerry Jarvis Alpha One Entertainment hanging Represent. out here in Pottsville Arkansas at your lovely home the Alpha One Studios as well uh, you've showed me your equipment and it's a pretty nice setup you got the uh, Pioneer rig you have actually have two different controllers two completely different setups that you showed me out there uh, the bigger setup for obviously for the receptions and the the bigger uh, things that you do and then the smaller system if you have to go for a cocktail hour or even for the ceremony uh, you have that all set up as well so you're uh you're you're like a real dj man mr jerry jarvis well thank you very much <laughs> so uh, t- tell me a, a little bit more give me the give me the short bio of jerry jarvis and alpha one entertainment I see you have some stuff written down, talking points.
1: Yeah, a few talking points. I'm a little bit of a creature of habit. I call this my paper brain, so (laughs) it goes with me everywhere. But um, yeah, I'll give you a short spiel. Um, Been DJ since 1989, Uh, grew up in Illinois, joined the military right outside the uh, high school there, and uh, was in the Navy for four years, and then transitioned over to civilian sector for uh, semiconductor work, basically making the machines that make computer chips. So I live just north of Boston, uh, traveled the world as an installer for them uh, for nearly a decade, and uh, about 15 years ago, came down here to work for a
0: What's a and uh,
1: It's Arkansas Nuclear One. Uh, ah. Came out here as a computer technician on their hardware side, transitioned in 08 to instrumentation and control, and um, back in 15, had the opportunity to become an instructor, so...
0: You that's still my, working for A&O? Yep, that's my square gig. That big old Homer Simpson looking thing that's out there in London, Arkansas? That is correct. Ah, oh, well done. And, and so, yeah, you, you give me a lot to unpack. I actually talked to a Navy man last night. Uh, full disclosure, it was my brother. <laughs> I, I've been doing this podcast for a while and I realized I hadn't talked to my brother. And he's very political and, and he's into motorcycles and and, uh, and he's in the, in the Navy. We talked about uh, a lot about that. What was your job in the Navy? I was an interior communications specialist. Communications? Wait a minute. It seems like that kind of parlayed into your civilian life as well.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It, it played to my strengths. <laughs> I've uh, been a wire biter, you know, a, a techie ever since I can recall. Um, used to frustrate my parents because anytime I'd get a new toy, yes. I would play for it, with it for a little while right. and then tear it apart try to modify it put it back together
0: <laughs> you know you said wire biter and yeah that that's one reason that my teeth are very very bad is is, is i used to strip the wires with my teeth rather than grabbing a, a, a the proper clamping tool the proper wire stripping tool is that something that you do uh, used to not,
1: <laughs> not anymore i uh, i've suffered the same issues um oh yeah you get a little bit of teeth sensitivity, especially after about 30 years of doing it. So you use what's available, but make sure you have the tools with you when you go out.
0: <laughs> you're a good man, Jerry Jarvis. Well, you've already introduced me to your, your ch- a child and your wife, and they're you know, running around here somewhere. And there's many, many dogs, so you're an animal lover. That's good. Yes,
1: love plants, animals, and of course, do-it-yourself type stuff. <laughs>
0: what, what's the, which do-it-yourself type? What is that?
1: Oh, well we bought an old home, it was okay. built back in the thirties and everything from plumbing to electrical to, you know, the aesthetics, painting, you name it. We've we've done it.
0: Yeah. It's a big old house and it's got you know, exactly what you'd think a, a, an old house would have. It's wooden on the outside and I see archways that are all kind of molded out to that they're they're a bit is that short? Would that be shorter than than a normal archway? Because it seems like people have been getting taller. But no, I guess that's about right. I, I could fit through that pretty well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I see a lot of good molding. The, the, the house has good bones. You're, you've you done well. And the, the yard, uh, every time I've ever come by here, Jerry Jarvis, Alpha One, I, I've always seen you out there in the yard and, and you're very meticulous. Is, is that something, <laughs> a, a part of your pride?
1: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, a little bit of a perfectionist or, you know, obsessive-compulsive. I don't think it's a disorder. But, yeah, that bleeds through every facet of what I do.
0: Oh, I suspect you're right. Before every event, and, yes, it's a couple of DJs just sitting at a kitchen table uh, or a dining room table chit-chatting with each other. Uh, Before every event, I'm nervous. I always want the thing to go Perfectly. I never want any mess ups. Especially these are the the most important times in people's lives, weddings and and uh, anniversaries, and and they have certain ex- expectations. And I want to reach and even exceed their expectations. I've seen your your pictures from your events, Jerry Jarvis, and and uh, I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed. Thanks, man. I, I wanted to give you a chit chat and, and talk to you a little bit more about. Uh, how the beginnings of Jerry Jarvis and where you are and where you're heading, where you think you're, you're heading with this uh, endeavor. Uh, so, you, you, you were born when? Where? Illinois. Yeah, what When?
1: When was I born? Yes. <clears throat> well, that's an excellent question. I was born in 1975.
0: Yes, I was born in 69. I'm 50 years old. 45. You're just a whippersnapper, youngin'. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and... and folks he's in good shape so he's out there i see you, like i said you're always in the yard whenever i see you uh working out there and um so born in 75 what, where illinois illinois and you grew up there you went to school in illinois that's correct and your parents what they do um
1: my parents both worked uh, you know i was quintessential gen x kid key uh, latchkey kid um my dad, he worked maintenance for the local manufacturing there in the area outside of Chicago, and my mom was office staff.
0: Did a, and, um Did You said they worked together in the same company? Kind of, they didn't not?
1: work in the same company, oh, okay. but they, they were pretty much, you know, dad was out by 5 in the morning, mom by 7. They were both back by 5, so...
0: So good, you got to spend at least the evenings with them, and... Uh, Good upbringing.
1: Absolutely, yeah. They they always made it a point to make sure that everybody was down at the uh, dinner table when it came for supper time.
0: I like that, man. That's a that's a good old fashioned family right there, having dinner together. It, it, it seems like uh, people don't do that anymore. Uh, you know, that's the the June Cleaver and and uh, the, the Leave It to Beaver family, I guess. Is is you know, mom and, hey, dad had to work. Mom in Leave It to Beaver didn't really have to work outside the house. But uh, in these days, a lot of times you do need two incomes and that seemed to be what what happened. So they they worked, they uh, they provided for you. Uh, Any brothers and sisters? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Four of each, but really my closest one was three years older, my sister Michelle, so she's like the one that I kind of grew up with.
0: Okay, so you had uh, siblings that were spread out in ages? Yes. How did that happen?
1: <laughs> well, uh, I think you probably know. <laughs>
0: no, well, I mean just you, you get some that are much much older and much much younger. Actually, I'm the baby of the family. Hey, Jerry Jarvis, baby of the family.
1: That's right. So by the time I came around, um it was uh it was pretty much, you know, fin for myself, kind of learned from <laughs> learn from the older guy, you know, folks and stuff.
0: But, yeah, a lot uh, of hand me downs. Totally.
1: <laughs> uh, oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. I was the oldest uh, in my family. I, I only had the the one brother, and then I had a stepsister, and then I had a half brother that uh, went off with my dad, and I, I never really knew him too well. But uh, yeah, I, I, my brother was the one I, I talked to yesterday, and uh, yeah, uh, latchkey kids. You're talking. Yes, we we had uh, the two-income family as well, so we spent a lot of time alone, fending for ourselves. And that teaches you how to be self-sufficient and self-serving, and and um, yeah, you, you seems like you turned out pretty well, Jerry Jarvis. Well, thank you. <laughs> you, yeah. you got a nice home. You you got some good kids here running around. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> actually poking their heads in, uh, seeing what's going on. How how does this podcast thing? How does it work? Well, it's just a radio show that you get recorded, and people listen to it on their own time. And you'll probably listen to this a little bit later. You'll go, wait, I was there. I heard the whole thing. But I'll listen to it again, won't you? <laughs> so, all right. So you spent your early days, and, and you're going to learn more about your dad, kids, uh, if you listen to this <laughs> podcast. Because uh, we're going to dig a little bit. Not not too much. Anything he doesn't want to reveal, he doesn't have to. But uh, you, you're born in uh, what part of uh, Ohio? Uh, Illinois, outside sorry.
1: Outside of Chicago.
0: Outside of Chicago. So when you, you grew up, you, what was your extracurricular activities in, in school? What kind of things did you like to do? Well, in school, I liked to play
1: sports. I had uh, a, a real good um, curriculum there where we could play. I did basketball, track, played in the band, of course.
0: I was a band geek. Of course. yeah. Wow. What's your instrument? Trumpet. Trumpet? Man, I've talked to some trumpet players. I've talked to trumpet, player, trumpet players that turn into the guitar players for some reason. Uh, you know. So do you still play trumpet?
1: Um, not like I used to. Oh,
0: lost it. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, and then any other extracurriculars besides band and all that? Um,
1: just a few other things. But uh, when I got into high school, that's when I really started uh, with going for DJing. Yeah. Started out probably like a lot of guys did, you know, doing free gigs for the school. Oh, yeah. And then house parties. And uh, so that pretty much ate up my extra time.
0: Oh, yeah. I was the high school DJ myself. Uh, uh, Belial from House Party. Uh, I would be that guy. Hey, right on. you going to help me carry my records? Yeah. Yeah, sure, we're going to help you. Okay. Nope. I'm dragging the... Dragging them all myself. Got my radio flyer uh, wagon with my crate full of uh, whatever. And, you know, probably one turntable on the, on the first few gigs that I did. And uh, just a, a box full of records, man. Just a crate, a crate from Peaches. Peaches records. That was Or Tower records. I think I had one of those crates as well. But uh, so you're, you're, you're the, the, the school DJ. What was the first gig that you remember playing in high school?
1: Oh wow! Um, It was basically a uh, freshman fall dance Um, at our school. We had dances regularly. There was and it started back in like the fourth grade. Yeah. So it was great, and that's really what inspired me was the uh, the band teacher that we had. He was also the DJ for the the school dances. Cool. And I got him nice with him, and he also played the trumpet, which inspired me to play the trumpet as well. Yeah. So um, yeah. The, the first one I did was uh, my own freshman class. We had a uh, fall get-together, and it was in uh, the cafeteria of our school.
0: Big one. All right. Yeah, yeah. I did house parties. I, I didn't play the school dances. But uh, what kind of gear did you have in ninth grade?
1: <laughs> well, um, my own gear, I pretty much had one turntable. I had a dual cassette player. Oh, yeah. And I had a fresh CD player. Oh, yeah. But... Um, the the PA was... Rendered. Wait a minute, this is the 80s? Yeah. You had a CD player? Those things were like a thousand bucks. Yeah, and the the CDs for more were like 20 bucks a pop. Yeah, I had and, one in
0: 86 in my car, and people thought, wow, that was... Wow, were oh, you rich? Yeah, space
1: age... <laughs> Um, yeah, and that, you know, don't get me wrong. It was not, you know, brand spanking new. Oh, happen. no. Also hand-me-down Every bump I hit, the
0: the, the CD would skip. Yeah. I think it had one laser, and they came out with the, the three-laser one the next year or whatever it was. Right. I don't know the ins and outs so well of my original Sony Discman that I had plugged into my Ox of my <laughs> Alpine stereo, which went, went with me from car to car. That was oh, just yeah that, that was state of the art to me yeah but uh, so you had a CD player back in the 80's when CDs were brand spanking new uh, you were you know trying to get the latest equipment at least to, to, to make sure that you were sounding right you had the tape to tape so you could make a mixtape for people
1: yep you know it? And then uh, we'd borrow the school's equipment, which was a PV system, two, okay. two PV-15s with horns, and then a mixer amp with the old rotary dial.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I used that in 86 at the uh, one of the first radio stations I was at, 88.5. It was in Fort Lauderdale, uh, WKPX, 88.5, the alternative radio station for the alternative you. Right on. <laughs> right on. A school radio. Of course. Uh, so... Uh, the DJing thing could parlay into other uh, avenues, um, and you were playing trumpet in the band. Uh, what other what other things did you do with the band that you ever uh, consider starting your own band, or, or where were you
1: we at? Well, as far as the band, uh, I was very active in that until I hit about 16. We were doing, of um, course, marching band. Yeah. I made the high school marching band in eighth grade. Yeah. And... Um, Then, of course, we did Pep Band, which was really cool. Same band director. What's Pep pep Band?
0: Pep Band.
1: Pep Pep Band. Pep Band. Yeah, we'd actually do um, halftime performances and stuff for the basketball team. Yes. And uh, it was really cool because our band director, Bill Jean, Uh represent. That guy's awesome. What he would do is he would poll the class, and we would all vote for a popular song at the time. Ours was, you know, like, aha. Take on me,
0: best video ever made.
1: (laughs) My humble opinion. Bon Jovi, you know stuff like that. Sure. And what he would do is he would take home the tape and score it for our band. Yeah. And then we would play it.
0: Okay. So he was the the band director, and he kind of arranged all the the instruments for us. Yes.
1: Yeah. He would score and arrange everything for us, and then you know bring us out for performances. And yeah, he was just phenomenal. How, How big was this band? Um, at our peak, we we're probably looking at a hundred and twenty plus.
0: That's a lot of members, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, and you're yeah. you're playing trumpet. How many trumpets in this thing?
1: Oh, I would say we probably had eight to ten. Wow. All right. And
0: this is this is your pep
1: band. Pep band.
0: And yep. the marching band. How big was
1: that? About the same size. Most of the band members stayed through pep band, marching band, and concert band.
0: Oh, and concert band. Okay. So when was the the first concert you played with a band? Oh, shoot. If you remember.
1: Um, well, we did school concerts, but the, we made a uh, all-region team, and that's where they brought in folks from all different schools, so it would be the top three of each instrument, yeah. and I was uh, first chair for trumpet. What? Yeah. He's not bragging. That's cool. Well, I'm not bragging, but... No, I'm, that's cool. That's cool as can be, man. But the, the first note, you can see I'm getting goosebumps yes! just thinking about it.
0: Glory days, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought about this stuff in that's, 25, 30 years. No. That's why
0: we're here. Jerry wow. Jarvis, Alpha wow. One Entertainment. Pulling out of me, Dan the Man. That's right. right. This is your life, man. This is your podcast. You could share it with your friends and, and let people know how you started. Where where did this all begin? How did Jerry Jarvis, Alpha One Entertainment get here to Pottsville, Arkansas? So, all right, you started in Chicago, Illinois. That's a great music town to, to start in. Bet you know, I mean, you you graduated high school in, in Chicago as yep. well, or in that area. Yep. So, as a young man in Chicago, yeah, you got all these th- this band and you know these instruments in your pocket. You're playing gigs already as a DJ. Now, what you? <laughs> I like to remember my first paid gig. What what was your first paid gig? My first paid
1: gig. Well, it was my old track coach. He actually ran a multi-operator unit. Yes. Um, I just turned 16, and I went to a cousin of mine's wedding. I didn't necessarily want to go, right? Because you know you're being, you know, you're 16. Yeah. It it seemed kind of square, and I looked over and I saw the equipment. And yes. Every DJ or every <laughs> gearhead immediately you're going to be make a beeline to the gear. Okay. So I look over there, and I'm used to you know turntables and records, and you know you gotta carry by the stack. Sure. And I notice that they're like Panasonic Professional VHS. Yes. Three of them. Okay. I'm like, what is this? And I see a couple of video screens and the switch, and, a, yes. and I'm like looking around, and then in comes my my coach Freddie. Right. I'm like, dude, you gotta check this stuff out. He's like this is mine oh yeah I'm like what so we sit there we talk shop you know how it goes oh yeah he's like alright well I got this gig tonight he's like I want you to come with me it's about half hour 45 minutes away uh huh of course I gotta go clear it with moms and pops sure they say okay so I drive out there to this place called Doyle's okay it's a lounge in, the, in a hotel I don't even know if it exists anymore it's called the Chancellor but what they had was a residency there yes Big old Aquastar projector, six-foot by nine-foot screen at the edge of the dance floor, lights. Yes. And then once again, there are those production-level VHSs. Yes. With a huge rack of everything that you have that you can imagine. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know if you ever heard of, like, promo-only and stuff, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, before that, it was Wolfram.
0: Remember? Yes. Yep.
1: So that's what all this stuff was from, and I'm looking, and of course, I'm, my, I'm dizzy. I'm like, look at all this music, look at this gear. Right. And that night, he puts me on the decks. Sure. And we lit it off, and this is 1991. Oh, yeah. And I got 50 bucks. Yeah. When I went home, I was dancing in my bed, and I closed my eyes. I could see the lights and the people dancing. I'm like, this is it. Yeah. Within, within the next week or so, I was doing three nights a week. Wednesday night, Friday and Saturday.
0: Man, 91, MTV was still playing music videos. You were an MTV music DJ out in the club. That style DJ out in the club. Yep. I remember 89. 89 was was the year that I I think I started doing video DJing at that time as well. Because previous to that, it was an MC and a DJ. And it was a two-man team for the most part. Yep. Uh, I had uh, MCJ... And then I was DJ, uh, you know, dancing Danny G back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Don't, don't, don't spread that around. Oh, I think I just spread it around.
1: Whoopsie. We'll
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and you had somebody to work the turntables and then one, somebody to work the crowd. And occasionally we would uh, change, uh, you know, change uh, uh, hats and I would be the MC, and then he would be the DJ. And that was fun. Right. So did you ever work... Uh, events where you had two man, or was it always a one man crew?
1: Oh, we would um, we would do two man, sometimes three, depending on the gig. Sure, because they had uh, two residencies and uh, three mobile. Yes. So we would kind of jump off and do different parts. We'd do um, you know university alumni. Yes. And I mean that's where we're planting three aqua stars. It takes two days to set up. What? Yeah. I mean, ah. you know, I met you know Walter Payton. Uh, oh yeah you know all those guys and it was it was kind of funny because I'm I'm not really a sports fanatic I'm a music guy Right When I met him I'll be honest I didn't know who he was Oh yeah I thought he was just a nice guy you know Oh yeah Yeah
0: Well I'm from the Florida Keys a lot of people go down there on vacation a lot of destination weddings happen in the Florida Keys oh, so yeah. I got to do Hundreds a year. Right. For a while, the Cleveland Browns would come down one by one and get married, and I was their official DJ. No, so I had the uh, kicker and their. <clears throat> I can't even remember their names. Uh, Richardson maybe was one of them. But anyway, Cle- Cleveland Browns kept coming down. Uh, you know, maybe once every every year or twice a year, and, and we'd party. Now, the thing is, I don't know if you've had this uh, with the with uh, athletes and and people that have high testosterone. Uh, the party was supposed to end at midnight. Uh, here's a couple. Here's a couple more bucks. Uh, no, we'll go to one. Here's a couple more bucks. We'll go to two, three, four, five. Yeah. I gotta go. It's Sunday morning, you know, the sun's coming up. <laughs> That's why I'd go out wearing shades on my head, yeah. All right. And did you have that that with athletes, I guess? Oh, with athletes,
1: with local personalities. Local personalities. Um, you know, you'd have radio folks that, you know, after the gig shut down, you'd go to after hours. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, you'd walk in their living room, and it was basically set up like a studio. Sure. And flick of a switch is back on. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, those, you know... Different times.
0: Well, being a resident, you you know, uh, even if the the club would close at two, you know, they would send the regular folk out, and then after hours it would be staff, just staff, yeah. and maybe even other restaurants would come by, and we'd have the after hours party just to unwind and oh yeah, yeah that that happens a lot. That's that that's great. That, yeah. But yeah, South Florida, a lot of stars down there, a right lot on. of stars. But uh, the Chicago. Got to be a lot of stars there as well. Big town.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's not just the ones that you know, too, but it's the uh, it's the local folks. Yes. You know, because somebody could be, you know, the A1 chef of this particular restaurant or, you know, what their wait staff, you know, all working professionals. And there's nothing better, man, than when you just get basically the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. And you, could, you can freewheel it. You don't have to worry about staying in a certain format. Right. And... and so, all right,
0: wow. what, what was your favorite go-to? If you're starting a party that nobody ever planned, uh, where do you start? Oh, well, oh, play something good. Oh, boy, that's, that's a classic. Isn't that a great one? Yeah,
1: yeah, play something good. Well, to you or me. Um, yeah. Oh. yeah. A big part of it is, you know, know your audience, sure. right? And you get a pretty, pretty good feel, especially from being around these folks, working with them. Because, after all, we're service staff as well, right? Of course, yes. Yeah, so you know these folks and you know their interests and you read their body language because even when you're playing that bubblegum stuff, you look around, you read the crowd, you see if somebody's tapping their toe or head, bobbing their head, singing along. Right. But um, things I'd like to do, well, gosh, I haven't thought about this in a long time. Please. Um, I would never come in with a set playlist.
0: Never. Even, even to this day. Absolutely. Never. And I uh, unless it's a wedding and they picked out the music. Right. You know, you have that in your, uh, in the file. I'll have it as a crate.
1: Right. But it's not in any particular order. Right. And and I'm that way to this very day. Sure. And left to my own devices, I still kick it back. Man, Rob Bass, dude.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Early 90s, late 80s. Oh, sure. uh,
1: yeah. And, you know, you could kick Sugar Hill and stuff like that. I know it's a little. A little different, but, you know, the message, you know, with uh, Grandmaster Flash. Come on, man.
0: You can recite every word, of oh, course, every message. lyric. The message. And, and most anybody at any party could, you know, of, of a certain age yeah. could recite every word of those, every lyric.
1: Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, I dropped the message because you really cannot... Get people's attention quicker than dropping that first note. Yeah. And you feel it come out. The it's got it's like, a good bass line. For That's sure, like,
0: man. Got a great bass line. Yeah. That one, and, and you know, uh, Eric uh, B and Rakim. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Throw some of that in there, and oh, for sure. Even Even new shoes. Oh, my goodness. 1986 was my grad night, and new shoes was playing at that grad night. Uh, uh, this is in uh, Disney World uh, okay. this is where our grad night was so yes and <laughs> years later I got a chance to, to meet up with them and I said did you ever remember uh, 1986 you played for our grad night and he goes oh I remember that gig we lost our bags on that one I was like oh, alright this all is right. years later I'm talking to them on the radio and and they had a show in Miami that they were playing Ooh, this has got to be Two thousand, maybe, but yeah, new shoes. I can't wait. Ah, yeah. oh. uh, little little things pop up into my. Hand. Oh, let's little, little see the goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call the tune tester, man. Well, that's what these are. The, these podcasts. I never know where they're going to go, and I, I, I'm always happy to converse with people. And it's good to talk to people. It is. Don't be in your phones all the time. I'm talking to the kids now. Oh, they know that very well. Yes, yeah. it's good to chit chat. That's good. That's cool. <laughs> 14. That's excellent. Excellent. Go outside and play. Uh, you know, play with your friends. And that's a good thing. I, I, they're good kids. I can tell. They, they've been quiet this whole time. You may not know it, but the, we've had these these two young young folks right here hanging out with us on this podcast with Jerry Jarvis of the Alpha team, One please. Entertainment. <laughs> They're good, man Well, thank you very much oh, you're doing a good job
1: They take after their mother
0: uh, Okay, yeah, and I haven't heard a peep from mom <laughs> I know she's around here somewhere
1: Yeah, she's busy working
0: Okay, and so, all right, we're still in Chicago And you're still a young man uh, trying to get out of Chicago uh, w- What are you doing after high school uh, in Chicago?
1: Well, um, right after high school, I made the leap into, uh, into the Navy
0: in the Navy. Would
1: you like a glass of iced tea? No,
0: for? thanks. Uh, did you train in Great Mista- I mean Great Lakes, Illinois?
1: <laughs> no, you had a ride the first time. Great <laughs> mistakes. No, actually, um, I was one of the lucky ones. I actually went out to San Diego, California.
0: Come on. Wait a minute. I thought east of the Mississippi you went to Great Mistakes, and then west of the Mississippi you went to San Diego. Well, you were one of the lucky ones, one of the few.
1: Yeah, um, because my A school or my specialty was um, military GPS or global positioning systems. Yes. That A school was also out in San Diego, so they just did a twofer.
0: Excellent, man. Yeah. So, how long did you spend in San Diego?
1: I was out there for a little over a year. Yes. And then um, it was an eye opener. Okay. And it is really funny because. Um, from the time I was like 13 or something I was like I'm going to California
0: yeah I like San Diego I've done some I've done some parties out there
1: yeah and um, it it was really cool you know did a lot of uh, hanging out on the free time you know downtown and checking out a few of the clubs that we could get into still underage right but um yeah, and that's where I was really kind of turned on to electronic dance music for the first time.
0: Hey, dig it! This has got to be ninety. What? When did you
1: graduate high school? Nineteen ninety-three. Ninety-three, you graduated high school? Yep. Wow.
0: Okay. Is that yeah? And, and you're <laughs> you're saying that eighty-nine you started because that was your first paid gig? Yep. Yeah, that's where I I, I say eighty-six is where I started because that's the first time somebody had paid me actual money, and it was also fifty bucks, and it was a, a wedding as well, nineteen eighty-six. So, 1993. You're in California, San Diego, in the Navy, uh, doing some clubs. Electronic music is in your head. And then what? And then uh, I was
1: transferred out to the East Coast. I ended up out in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and okay. that was kind of one of the uh, the big stops on what I call the Bermuda Triangle of EDM and the Southeast Coast. Uh, EDM scene. So
0: this is still with the Navy? Yes, still with the Navy. Okay. Have you started a family by this time, or are you still a young single man? Young single man. All right. right. And I tell people in their 20s, do everything you want to do in your 20s, because by the time you're 30, you got to start settling down.
1: Words of wisdom.
0: Yes. Yes. Fall down as much as you want in your 20s, because you're made of rubber. You can bounce back.
1: Yeah. Plus, you have the time.
0: Yes. All right. And the energy. So good. You you, You were seeing... The country, at least. Did you get out out of the country with the Navy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Did you get on a boat?
1: Yeah, we were on a ship. What? They put you on a ship? Yeah, they put me on a ship out in Virginia Beach. We did a lot of uh, CD ops down in uh, the Gulf and across through the Panama Canal and South Pacific. And then we went over and did a... um, what do you call it, Med Cruise, or what we did through the Mediterranean. Yeah. This was uh, the original Gulf War time and Bosnia conflict.
0: Okay, did you get involved in any of that?
1: Um, not. A little not. bit on the fringes? On, on the fringes.
0: Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't have to go into, into battle. That's uh, yeah. hard, man. I wish people wouldn't fight. <laughs> you know? Yeah, me too. You know, peace, but,
1: love, you, and dear respect.
0: Yes, I like that. I like that. That's a that's a good EDM saying there, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: right? So, Plur. Uh, yeah, and so it wasn't just a job; it was an adventure. You did get to see some some of the the, the world and meet some new types of people. That what, what was your impressions? What was your, what was your favorite part of it?
1: Um, honestly, the people. Always been a people person, and. Um, even you know through the military and then civilian travel cuz I traveled the globe as well with semiconductor hey dig it um, i found that fundamentally anywhere you go people are the same yeah you know we we have the basic needs you know clu- food clothing shelter right but also you run into the same types of people no matter where they live what language they speak you know you're going to have your extroverts your introverts and the Everything in between, yeah. and you're going to run into those familiar friends that over and over again, you know that that you've known your whole life, and it, it's just it's just really really cool.
0: Yeah, I, I find that people all over, whether you're on the left or the right or any race or any color, any creed, you you want the same things. We're more the same than than anything else we want our kids to be happy and fed and we want roof over our head we want food every day Uh, you know uh, yes
1: (laughs) and you want to live life you want to you know not just work to live you want to work or you know you want to be able to experience things and everybody does yes you know so there's we have much more in common just like you said we have much more in common than we do not
0: yeah all you got to do is chit chat with people yeah and um man I know I said this a couple of podcasts ago but uh uh, agree to disagree. I don't like agree to disagree. Just have a conversation with people, you know, and find some common ground because you're going to find it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I call it the theory of the open hand.
0: Hmm. Especially, okay. you know, sounds like a karate thing.
1: Yeah, kind of, kind of. <laughs>
0: um,
1: you know, when you're going, you're the you're the weird foreign guy, you know, in a new land. So go there with an open mind. And, you know, be respectful. Learn a few basic sayings or words. Please, thank you. Where's the toilet? How much? Beer, please.
0: (laughs) You know, things like
1: that. And just by you making that effort is going to be really endearing to those folks, and they're going to want to help you
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you got some of that in Chicago. That's a pretty big big tourist town. Uh, I got a lot of that in Miami and South Florida. got to say hello and goodbye in several different languages. Oh, yeah. You bet. Yeah. So if you're anything in the service industry, you're going to meet different kinds of people. So you're in Virginia, uh, primarily stationed out there. Uh, Where do you go from there, Jerry Jarvis, Alpha One Entertainment? Well, um, out of there, I was recruited
1: um, by a civilian... Semiconductor Agency. Um, they made IonM planners and they were stationed north of Boston. It's what we kind of jokingly refer to as Silicon Valley East. Okay. That's where Raytheon and a, a bunch of different companies are located. Sure. 128 North represent.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Up north of Boston.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you picked up a little bit of the accent, although you probably had a Chicago accent as well. Yeah. Well, by the time I was there, you know, I had kind
1: of a muddy, mutt. Accent from being mid Midwest, Mm -hmm. East Coast, West Coast, and of course down south. You know, picked up a little bit of y'all and all right, and that you know, even you know, right there in Virginia. So it was a, it was kind of a little bit of a muddied accent, I believe.
0: All right. So in your formative years, you kind of muddied that up a little bit. I well, I yeah, I guess you, you did spend your whole young life in in the Chicago area, but you've been all over this world uh, in in one way or another. So you you got recruited by this company, and then what happened?
1: Well, um, basically, I uh, worked my way through the ranks. I started out in assembly and uh, ended up being a uh, field service engineer for them. Where we'd actually fly out to customer sites, install and test the equipment for our customers.
0: Semiconductors.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, like Intel, Motorola, Texas Instruments, Samsung, and many, many more.
0: Dig it. All right. So, where do we go from here? Well, uh, gosh. Are you still DJing at all at this point? Or do you have some equipment? Yeah, had some equipment. Um, I'd
1: actually... Uh, Pieced together, you know, some mixed bag equipment. Had a couple of, of course, uh, Techniques Technique 1200s. Sure. Um, picked up a Roland DJ 2000 um, professional mixer because I could finally afford it. Right. Because, you know, back when we started, they barely made anything consumer level for DJs.
0: Yeah, I can't remember what the, the, the mixer, the... The mixer that I had between the two turntables, I can't remember, started was, with a D maybe, I don't know.
1: It was probably like a Gemini That was it. 525. That was it. Yeah, that's a standard. But, you know, back in the 80s and early 90s, um, you had to piecemeal stuff together that was pretty much built for PA systems for bands and vocalists and stuff like that. Right. You know, always hitting Radio Shack, you know.
0: <laughs> that kind of stuff oh yeah but um Radio Shack's my, my toy store oh yeah they, they might as well pay me a Radio Shack bucks God, back to... in that, back in those days yeah because. and then Guitar Center came out forget it they took the rest of my income
1: yep Guitar Center that's where I that's where I picked up my first set of uh, JBL's they were the self-powered Eons uh, okay yeah
0: 15's yeah I had this uh Yamaha S SW or SV 115 I think those were my first uh, the first ones that I owned i, I rented a few times before right. that, but uh yeah I, uh, the first gig that I did, I rented some equipment for about seventy bucks and got paid fifty. I still had a great time it was it was wonderful
1: oh yeah that's, <laughs> that's a classic story As a matter of fact, um, you know the whole time I was DJing, i'd take whatever I made and i 'd be in the record store the next day oh yeah, yeah, for the kids out there, that was a place where you went to get. Yes. Um,
0: Yes. music yes in fact in, in <laughs> high school uh, we had our, our hangout was McSugars in Fort Lauderdale we had McSugars that was a a combination uh, video game parlor and had snacks and pizzas and stuff like that right next door was the record store so whenever I parked my car my my uh, uh, well yeah before that I had a motorcycle uh, and but when I parked my car I had a Mustang it wasn't a five zero; It was a, like a six-cylinder. But the record store owner knew who I was. He goes, hey, what's up, Dan? Hey, I got some new stuff over here. Right Come on, on in. in. Saw me coming. Right on. So I had the choice of either spending on video games or the record store. Or behind there was also the movie theater. So I was usually in the record store spending all my money, all my income, from Swenson's Ice Cream Parlor. <laughs> Right on. Yes. Right on. So yes, that's what happens. Is when you become a, a professional disc jockey, you spend the majority of your money uh, putting it back into the business, so that way you get the good equipment. And, and now that you're a family man, you you have your your day job, your your job that that takes care of your your family or, or the needs, I'm guessing. And then the DJ job, extra cheese maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, honestly, it's never been about the money. It's more of passion. Sure. The appreciation and, uh, you know, I guess you can call it the nod. Yeah. You know, that one guest or client that comes up to you and they've just had the most awesome time that they never realized that they could. Right. And they just shake your hand and say thanks and they kind of give you that nod. Right. it's like, that to me... That's all the payment in the world, brother. Hey,
0: you're spending time with people on their on their best days, on their most important days. And they've they come to be happy. They've come to have a good time. Right. And you're there to help provide that good time, Jerry Jarvis. Alpha One Entertainment. And, uh, you know, happy to, you know, you get, okay. The, the, ones, the one that sticks out in my head the last two months was the husband that came up to me. He just got married, you know, husband and wife. And the husband come up to me and says, man, you know, I was telling my, my now wife that I didn't think we needed a DJ. Oh, But yeah. I'm so glad we got one because you were awesome. Isn't that the, a great feeling? You know, and you come home just live, floating on that high, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's a huge compliment.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if they give you the green handshake, that's a whole other story. Here you go. There you go. Have an extra couple, couple bucks there. <laughs> you know, that yeah. happens and that's man that's extra that's extra special but yes uh talking with jerry jarvis man hanging out at his house going through his life a little bit (laughs) uh finding out more about (laughs) jj what were your nicknames growing up um well several different
1: nicknames that i'm not going to mention but uh, everybody that knows me um even to this day calls me jr
0: jr okay and then uh, the boy put his hand in the air. Is oh, that another JR?
1: That's another junior I'm Jerry Ross and he's Jack Robert. Dig it. Jack Jarvis.
0: <laughs> okay, now that Iron Man came out, uh, are you happy with the Jarvis character?
1: Um, yeah, I think that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: They just call out your name. In fact, you could take those little sound bites and use them at your parties. Jarvis. 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 <laughs> okay, so uh you're you're doing semiconductors. Uh that's the, the Joe job for, for right now. Uh what year are you getting out of that and getting into something else? Well, um the the story's kind of mixed. Go ahead, mix it up. Um,
1: about 99, I ran into this guy. He was a colleague. He was a new hire up there. I'd um, already been in-house for a while, and he was from Russellville, Arkansas. Hey, all right. And Pretty close to where we're at. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's actually fundamentally the reason why I came here. Okay. Um, right around the 2002, 2003 time frame, um, he'd already moved back in 2000. He took a job here at Arkansas Nuclear One. Yes. And he kept telling me, hey, you need to come down here. We kept in contact, and we used the phone as a telephone, so we talked to each other. And I'm like, hey, man, I don't even fly over Arkansas. You know, I'm going transcontinental and then, you know, all, all places east and west. Right. And uh, I guess it was the winter of 2003. I'm like, you know what? Things were going to get a little hectic up in the northeast, and I needed a break. So I took a little eight-day vacation and flew down here to Little Rock. Okay. And um,
0: And at this point, where were you living?
1: I was living north of Boston.
0: North of Boston, okay. Yeah,
1: up in Gloucester.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to Little Rock?
1: Yeah, got to Little Rock and uh, honestly, you know, the airport was so small. And when you travel a lot, you kind of get a feel. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, when you pull into a new town or into a new venue, a new whatever, you kind of get that vibe. Sure. And um, there I go. I'm getting chills again. Get it. When I flew into Little Rock, it felt like I came home.
0: Hey. Word. So you were digging that town. You you got to Little Rock and it was you had a good feeling.
1: It was actually we were
0: still taxiing
1: to the gate when I got that feeling. Yeah. And then this was you know he he met me just outside the gate and uh, took me over here to Russellville and I spent the next eight days and seven nights. We had a huge bonfire. We went out on dirt roads, which I wasn't accustomed to. And um, in that time frame, I met more real, like real people than I did in the previous decade. Okay. It it just felt so warm, so welcoming. You know, maybe it's a little uh, cliche, but that Southern hospitality. Okay. But I felt this is the place.
0: Okay. So you had a certain... uh, a thing in, in Boston, a certain certain feeling in Boston. Uh, how was how were the people different in Little Rock, as as, as far as that, or even Russellville, for that matter? Well, uh, <laughs> northern people versus southern people. Well, this could be polarizing. I don't know. I'm not going to
1: denigrate or anything. Right, right. Um, there's you know there's different cultural uh, differences where you go. Sure. Um, up in the up in the Northeast, you know the the winters are long it's cold. And it's cold. Yeah. Especially where I was. I was right on the harbor, so I mean, it was nothing, you know, to be -17. It's got to affect
0: people some way.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't even break 55 until after April. Yay. Yeah, you get they joke about it. It's like 2 weeks of summer. Right. When I flew down here, it was minus 17 in Boston. Sure. It was 45 degrees here. Right. I'm running around in a t-shirt. Everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. I was right. like, "This is springtime."
0: Yeah, to us, it's freezing out here, you know. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, it, now you're, you're likening when I, I lived in Miami, and then my grandparents and my mo- my mom and dad lived in Key Largo. When I moved to Key Largo, it was that feeling, you know, yeah. where you just. You start to slow down. Your your blood pressure drops. You feel like you're going home. Yeah. So yeah, I I love Miami. That's a big city. A lot of people hustle and bustle. And if you're a working DJ, you've got plenty of people to go entertain and and clubs to go play at. And yeah, being a resident and what have you and video DJing. That was you know that's always fun. But, and you're still a video DJ at this point. Yes. Yeah. And do you strictly, as as often as you can, I know there's a few songs you can't get videos to, but for the most part, I like to put a, a good music video up there.
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, been video DJ for three decades. Right, right. And I'll tell you honestly, the newer videos, it's a challenge because yes. even though you have a, a super clean version oh, where there's yeah. no curse words. Oh, yeah. The video itself. Oh, yeah. So that's when you throw up, you know, just ambient graphics and things right. like that.
0: Right. Right. I have, I always, especially for brides, I'll, I'll make a logo for them and I'll put that up on the screen.
1: Yeah, Monica. And if I'm
0: using the video projector, I'll put it up on the projection system as well. Yeah. But for the most part, I usually bring a couple of screens if they don't have a lot of room for a projector, you know. So, uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Video DJing. So, all right, you're. You, you made it to Little Rock and you got your, your first impressions were, yeah, I'm home. And what year is this? Uh,
1: 2004.
0: 2004. So that's an eight-day vacation. How long till you actually make the plunge and move out here?
1: Well, actually,
0: I made the decision on my way back to Boston
1: The very next working day, I quit my job and started packing a U-Haul.
0: Would you stop? And then you started working over at the nuclear plant? I didn't have a job or nothing. No job. No job. That's something that somebody in their 20s can do. Yep. When they don't have their family yet. And that's why I'm saying, in your 20s, go. Yep. Be all you can be. Uh, Wait, no, that's not it. It's it's not just a job, it's an adventure. Adventure is out there. (laughs) I forgot, I'm talking to a Navy man, not an (laughs) Army man. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, so you get to, to Russellville, the Russellville area, what happened?
1: Yeah, uh, picked up a rental and within like literally seven days, I had a job working out at the, uh, at the nuclear plant. There you go. In our computer support group.
0: There you go. If you want it, you can have it. You know, yeah. if you need a job, you go get a job. Yeah. And you got a job. And you're working. It was, I guess that's an entry level position at the nuclear plant, or yes. And you work your way up. Work my way up. Uh, you know, technically
1: speaking, work my way out of a job, work my way into another job. Yes, yes. Yeah, and and that's just how I've always rolled. With you, know, no matter what you do, you just do your best and
0: do all, you. All right. And then all through that, you're doing the DJ thing as well with Alpha One Entertainment, Jerry Jarvis, and uh, okay, so you get to Russellville. 2004, uh, okay, and you start doing some gigs. What, what do you do to get yourself in, out there?
1: Well, um... It, that's kind of funny um, you know I, I had a rental house my whole living room was basically a Dj setup I had the 15 setup and <laughs> yeah. a little 20 inch TV sure. i had i had cut cable TV like years before right. I, I don't really watch a lot of TV of course but um, and and that's what it was you know you walked into my living room it was basically walking into a Dj booth with a you know, a, a couch and a couple of chairs and stuff.
0: And you have a lot of friends come over and do little house parties, maybe or yeah.
1: parties. Yeah, did a, did a lot of little house parties there. I Was you know, kind of in the suburbs. Had the had the five o called a couple times.
0: Why wouldn't you? It's not a good party until the cops come, right? You know, and I tell them to bring bring some uh, more drinks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Just don't get uh, don't get leppy. Or uh, at, the t- at the time, you know, when I get tired, even now. you know. What city is this?
0: Is this a Russellville? This is Russellville. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Uh, Even now, when I get tired, or you know, back when I drank, uh, if you get get a little tipsy, the the New Englandy accent would kind of come out a little bit.
0: Ah, Yankee. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They don't like that. We don't take kindly to them down here. That's correct. (laughs) But um, I guess I'm a Yankee from Miami. That's what they always call me because it's the biggest biggest suburb of New York down there. Mm, (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah, the 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 (laughs) wine that people ask for in New York is, I want to go to Florida. <laughs> yeah yeah all five boroughs represent correct, correct, so yeah. um yeah, house start, parties, that's how you get your taste,
1: yeah that's how I get a kind of flavor for it, and uh, of course, country had never been my forte, or yeah. really you know hit the radar, sure, and the more I get hanging out with the locals and talking to them and stuff, uh, I start doing house parties for uh, my friends and colleagues,
0: yeah,
1: and um at this time, we really hadn't you know. Hung up the tile and said, okay, we're in business. Right. You know, so we, I did a couple of weddings for friends and that. And uh, finally, uh, about six, six and a half years ago, yeah. we decided to make the lead. Okay. We went digital. Yes. Because before then, you know, I'm rocking CD players, DVD players, and turntables. Right. Humping tons of gear. Correct. <clears throat> Had these uh, Roland Odyssey cases that would carry about 200 vinyl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that was the big thing is they had to give a request. It's like, I have it, but not with me. Right. Well, now with digital...
0: You got everything.
1: Everything. If you got
0: Wi-Fi, you buy it right there.
1: Yeah, you yeah. the technology, holy cow. And honestly, it was unnerving for me. It was the hardest thing for me to do. It was like jumping off a cliff.
0: I understand. 99, I gave up my turntables and I started going to uh, I did this, uh, one party with CDs and the, even that was too much. I had the the MP3 sitting right there. Now there really wasn't a good program. I think Atomix was or Atomics was a, a program that was just starting out to where you can go one to the other, but there wasn't a controller for that yet right. that was any good. So I was using a mouse going back and forth, and that worked pretty well. But uh, yeah, and then the, the the videos came out, and yeah, the rest. There, there was no reason to go back to records. And I see in your garage you have plenty of records still and lots of CDs. I have some. I uh, know I have. I have one record left because I've lost all my my vinyl uh, over the years. Oh, in various that's a tragedy. Things. I have. I have uh, um, what was it? Uh, oh, I have one record. What is it? Uh, Jimi Hendrix. It's Experience. Oh, it's yeah. the last record that I have, and I don't know why it stayed with me, but it did. It stayed with me. I have one record left, and no need to to buy any others because it is all digital. And if you want to keep up with the kids, you got to stay digital, right? Right.
1: I remember this one gig. I was still using the turntables, and uh, you know how oftentimes when parents come in there with their young children, sure, where's the first place the kids go? Mm. DJ booth. Mm. So you're basically playing babysitter while you're while you're working. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, I pull out a vinyl, and a lot of times, you know, you flip it around. You're looking at A side, B side, trying to find the track. Right. And uh, this kid looks at me says, eyes are big as saw, so it's just like wow that's the biggest CD I've ever seen
0: <laughs> well with all the bright lights that you have up there you're still playing uh, babysitter quite a oh. bit of times oh yes the, the kids are looking at the bright lights and, and the scrims and the, oh, oh all yeah. those lights oh, pushing on stuff. your scrims I want to touch stuff
1: yep yeah. that's why it's always good to have an extra set of eyes in here and just kind of play you know to get that Heisman pose kick. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think I saw a meme like that yeah I'll play your <laughs> I'm not playing your your request. <laughs> and, and yes, we're we're for the people. We do play your request as long as the bride's okay with it. That's right. She's she's number one client. You got that right.
1: Now uh, I'll never come out and tell a client or a guest no. Right. I'll say it in my own way.
0: Yeah. See what I can do.
1: Yeah. I'll see what I can do. I'll try. That yeah. mean, that means no.
0: Yeah, well let me t- Yeah, yeah
1: Because <laughs> to me There's no such thing as try Either you do or you don't
0: Correct But That's what Yoda taught us that'll,
1: that'll satisfy Especially if they're having a good time And you're playing a good mix You say I'll try Or I'll see what I sure. can do Well Five, ten minutes later They forgot about it
0: Right What's the answer to Play Something Good?
1: <laughs> I'm on it
0: Ah <laughs> My answer to Play Something Good is
1: Hey, what's your favorite song? Oh, that's excellent
0: Yeah and, and, But I did have one Two weeks ago and it was the cousin, uh, uh, and and she kept asking me to play something good. And I said, well, the dance floor is full. Mm. What, what would you like to hear? What's your favorite song?
1: Yeah, what do you and, have and
0: in she, mind? She said, it's not my job. Ooh. You're getting paid to be here. And, oh. And I said, well, I'm playing everything off of the bride's playlist, you know, and these are things. And if you see, the bride's right there. She's having a good time. And go ahead, you know, that's your cousin. It, it's a struggle sometimes, you know. Play something good. You're gonna have that one. Oh play yeah. Play something good. Yeah. Or play anything but this. Play anything but this. And I, what's your favorite song? Yeah. Smile. G- give me one.
1: Yeah. That's why we keep a, a request list with a pen right there.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> I went completely paperless. I, in fact, when at karaoke shows, which I'll have, I'll have one coming up at the old post. Uh, I'll have people either text me or tell me. Sweet. Text me or tell me. I, you know, no paper. It helps the environment. Yay! Oh,
1: that's, that's nice. I'm, yeah, I'm still kind of caught in the old ways. A little bit old school.
0: Hey, man, we're we're uh, getting to a certain age. I'm a little bit older than you, but yeah, I'm trying yeah. trying to keep up with the kids. These kids today.
1: Yeah, these darn kids.
0: I <laughs> love them. They're the future. Well, so we- tell me more. Uh, you know, let's dig dig deeper into Jerry Jarvis. Uh, you're you're DJing, you're, you're doing house parties in Russellville. And uh, when does the family start? Um, well, the, the family started actually
1: 12 years ago.
0: 12 years ago. Well,
1: Crystal and I met 14 years ago. How'd that happen? Uh, we actually met at work. Uh, oh, um, she's a nuclear as well? She was at the time. Cool. Yep. And um, I'd actually met her mother. Her mother was a traveling uh, technician. And... We'd become friends, and
0: it's a funny story. What does a traveling technician do?
1: Uh, they go from a nuclear facility to, to oh, from site to site. Oh,
0: for the nuclear, okay. Yeah, technician. for outage support. Okay, and then? Yeah.
1: And um, that's what her, uh, her mother was doing. And I recognized uh, Crystal, my wife, mm-hmm. because she looked kind of like a, a younger version of her mother. Oh. But she had this giant rock on her left uh oh. So I never talked to her. I never approached her, but I just noticed her.
0: Right.
1: Well, one night when uh, her mother and I were talking, she's like, "Well, you absolutely have to meet my daughter." Oh. I was like, "Well, she's taken." It's like, "Oh no, that that right there, that's just a uh,
0: keep away stone."
1: Yeah. <laughs> so um, immediately we walked over to uh, where she was working. I introduced myself. I gave her about a two-hour interview, and
0: the <laughs> rest is history. <laughs> She, she got the job she got the, well <laughs> yeah she got the job as mrs. Jarvis yeah pretty much all right uh, so uh, wedding uh, since we're talking about wedding DJs uh, how was the ceremony did you get a big wedding or a little wedding well that's kind of ironic you know us being in the wedding
1: business uh, making pe- people's special day. Memorable. Sure. Um, we actually went to the courthouse. Hey. We kept it simple. It. Um All of our family is from out of state. Mine as well. Sure. You know, mine's in Illinois. Hers was up in Pennsylvania. Uh, so um, we just kept it short and sweet, and um, yeah.
0: How do a couple of Yankees meet each other in Russellville, Arkansas? What's up with that? <laughs> uh, higher,
1: higher hands had something to do with that. It it was, ended up
0: here in the south.
1: Yeah.
0: And you, then you had a couple kids, and, and when did you get this nice house? Um, we moved in
1: here in 11, so eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, we were looking for a place. Uh, our oldest was getting ready to start school, and we did a fair amount of research for the local school districts. Cool. And found that Pottsville had uh, number one ranking as far as you know the, the true data. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where we started looking. And oddly enough, the whole reason why we bought this house yes. was because of that um, stained glass window right there in the living room. I like it. Yeah. Crystal saw it. She's like, yeah, this is the house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what turns you on or what, what sets you off when you're, you're looking for a place to live. Yeah. Why not? That's a beautiful stained glass little piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot
1: of you know old school craftsmanship. There's not a lick of uh, any kind of drywall. This was before drywall. So this is all lath and plaster. I see. It's plaster. Yeah. That's yeah. why I tell the kids not to run in the house because they hit the wall, it's going to hurt.
0: Oh, for sure. It is solid. It's- so Pottsville School District represent. Good yeah. job. You found that they were the best. And I'm noticing that some of the artwork up here in the living room. You have uh, the uh, Beatles. Uh, is that your <laughs> favorite group? Well, yeah. Um, it, it didn't start out that way,
1: but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Beatles head now. Where'd you start? Um, I, there used to be this old thing called your guys are two types. They're either Elvis or the Beatles. Right. Because the Beatles, you know, particularly, they started as a boy band, right?
0: And, uh, yes. And
1: Elvis, you know, he was the rebel, swagger. Correct. You know, lone wolf kind of dude. But um, anthology is what turned my mindset around. Have you ever heard the Beatles anthology?
0: I have, but uh, you say Elvis. I always keep the key to the Heartbreak Hotel.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that,
0: that place burned down, but I stayed in room two twenty three.
1: I knew you were an Elvis dude. And I can tell it. I can tell it. But um, yeah, that's actually um, with old LPs. They'd have inserts, and they'd also have photos.
0: I miss artwork. I do. I miss artwork. And that's something that that the young people are not getting anymore with their music. It used to be you'd get an album, you'd take the cellophane off, you'd look at the front cover. Wow, that's so beautiful. The back cover, open it up, you get a whole story and pictures.
1: Yeah, you would throw it on the turntable, A side. And lift the needle up, put it in the first groove, and start looking at the artwork. That
0: is correct. Yeah. It was an experience Yeah, uh, w- w- listening to music. And, and I know kids are getting back into it. Yeah. I, I just talked this morning to a, a lady at the studio downtown in Conway, Arkansas, and they have a, a beers, a brews, and beats uh, event once a month where... They have record exchanges and record sales.
1: Where's this? This
0: is in the studio downtown in Conway, Arkansas, and I was talking to Kate Carnahan, and yeah, that's the podcast that I just put up, (laughs) and probably the one just before the one you're gonna be on. Right on. That you're on right now. So beats and brews down at the studio downtown. Yeah, check that out. They they, yeah, change records. And I know they're affiliated with, they do uh, something with Palmer Music as well. They sell records at Palmer. Uh, they used to be Jack's uh, music store in, in Conway. So I'm from Conway, uh, or I'm living in Conway now. And uh, Jerry Jarvis, hanging out in Pottsville still, Alpha One Entertainment. Uh, he could be your wedding DJ or your any event DJ. What's your, uh, what, what do you get mostly uh, as far as events?
1: Well, you know, especially this time of year, the bread and butter, weddings,
0: wedding season, is <laughs>
1: Word. Yeah, but uh, we do all types of events. Uh, my favorite, um, well, it's so hard to pick a favorite. Right. But uh, getting the schools—that's a big plus. Yeah. And uh, of course, here with ATU or Arkansas Tech, you know, doing the oh, yeah. doing the school stuff there, and you get the sororities or the frat parties, the homecomings. Yes. Uh, and and that gets really fun because it's uh, you're working with a narrow band age group sure so you can really you know
0: what style of music they yeah, want you, you want can, this
1: you can really target it and, yes. and hit it home You know? oh yeah whereas you know like a wedding it's a very it's a peculiar animal, animal. six
0: to sixty you know yeah. and beyond
1: yeah it, you know you have little kids all the way to grandma and grandpa and you have all those different years and decades so you you know, you have to touch on that. And Plus, then you have the
0: bride's cousin saying, play something good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, also, uh, very unique about that gig, um, event planners and stuff, you know, they're thinking about it for maybe a couple of months or a year in advance. Sure. Well, with a bride, they're thinking about it since they're a little girl, you know, so it could be yeah. decades. And they have an envision and it's up to us to hit that or exceed that right so that's what makes it real special and and really that's what draws me to it you know the the interaction with the bride and seeing that look and i call it the wow face yeah you know when they walk in for the first time and you can tell that you hit or exceeded because they they see it and they feel it and they hear it and they're like whoa yeah wow
0: nice setup wow it sounds good yeah turn it up Uh, I love Turn It Up. Oh, Turn It Up. You know, because I keep it down for the cocktails. I keep it down for the dinner. Yep. Turn It Up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. What I like to do is to kind of, you know, take them on uh, an adventure. You know, it's an experience. Every gig's an experience. Of course. But, yeah, you're exactly right. Cocktail hour, dinner music, and then you kind of just slowly ramp up. up, And then you want to save your best for last where you're really just when you turn off the music and you hear them singing along still oh
0: they're still going yep they're still going yes there's a there's, there's the goosebumps yes. again you know what I mean and you come home and you're singing that last song and that oh. you know you sent them home with a good feeling on a high oh
1: yeah and you know just about every event doesn't matter
0: what we're doing you
1: know on the ride home you know I'm pumped yes and then I get back I unload all the gear well you see me you know we have the, the third bay there is basically my production studio correct So I'll take the gear that night. I don't care if I'm getting home at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. I'm setting the gear back up. Yes. I'm clicking it on. I'm putting the headphones on.
0: Dust it off. Make sure it's working for the next one.
1: Yeah. Or just, you know, cooling off. You know, Still going. Yeah, still going because you're kind of riding a, I I guess you would call it kind of a high. You know, it's an emotional.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's why we do it
0: totally worth it yeah totally worth it every time man jerry jarvis alpha one Represent- and so uh events how far will you go uh you're in pottsville arkansas uh, how far will you go
1: um well we serve you know of course the river valley um i we do anything from little rock all the way up to fayetteville and down past um hot springs Oh, yeah. We don't really go too too much further outside that service area cuz then the logistics are a bit of a challenge for us. Oh yeah. And and we have the luxury to pick and choose cuz this really isn't, you know, the the bread and butter job. This is more of the passion. Right. So we like to keep it home base. We try to source as much as we can here locally. And um, I tell you what, we have some of the, the best clientele yes. from the time we sat down at that first consultation like even today, you know, uh, uh, the McElroys is their winter like, wedding anniversary, cool. and you know we keep in contact with those folks even even now, right. you know after the fact. Right. So it's more than just transaction, more than just a business deal. It's a an experience followed by, you know, a communication and friendship kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I have it set on my calendar, and, and with Facebook, it makes it so much easier. Oh, totally. You post a picture, and two years later, hey, uh, these guys, remember that, that wedding you did? Yep. Yeah, I do. And then you repost it, happy anniversary. Word. You know, And then they go, oh man, you remembered. I go, yeah, Facebook remembered, and I remember too. That was pretty cool. You know, yeah. that's, That was a good wedding. And, yep. and you remember their day, and you remember what you did, because every one of these, these weddings, and and, okay, like the podcast. Uh, every one, I, I've done quite a few podcasts, and every one of them, it, it's so special. I learned something different. And every wedding, I learned something different. I saw something different. And you, you, you want the, those days to be perfect for them. Because, oh man, it, it's perfect for you It's a good feeling that you get from them Right,
1: Jerry? Oh, absolutely That is so totally true Matter of fact, every experience, good or bad right. Is an opportunity for learning Right Because, you know, you have a very negative experience You know, you, maybe you went under You, uh, you know, you spent all your proceeds on new music Or something like that Right But in, in that regard, you've, you've paid for that lesson Yes. So going forward, you can take actions. So all those experiences are an opportunity for us to learn and go and and bring it all together. You know.
0: Yeah. Now you say you just uh, that you um, went full force into this just uh, what six years ago? Seven?
1: Six and a half years six ago. Six and a half
0: years ago. Yeah. And how so? And before that, you were doing a few parties here and there, and then now you are pumped for it. you.
1: Yeah, we went legit. Um, before, you know, it's kind of funny, uh, I was in the techno scene and stuff, my DJ name was Tsunami.
0: Tsunami. So, yeah, my let's reg- go over the nicknames, the DJ my, nicknames after a bit.
1: Yeah. My label was BWP for Big Wave Productions. Okay. And at the time, nobody knew what a Tsunami was. Sure. But after, you know, like, you know, all, all the deals, you know, I was like, well, you know, probably just drop it back to just Jerry Jarvis. But, um, one night, Crystal and I were, uh, we're talking out here on the back porch we had the music going and I was like you know what I think I think we should really just do this yes and, and that's when we decided to make alpha one entertainment and it's kind of silly because uh, you know the phone book sure. is you know alpha numeric absolutely so instead of being a one DJ right the word alpha number one you'd be top in the ch- search sure so that's where we came up with alpha one
0: smart Good yeah. business sense, man. Yeah.
1: And then, did you incorporate,
0: too? Or, yeah,
1: yeah, incorporate. Got our, uh, yes. you know, licensed, insured. We Excellent. got our own tax ID, you
0: know, straight up. Yep. Um, you know, American DJ Association. Yeah, I did that for a little while. Well, there wasn't much to it, but, yeah. It, it seemed like it wasn't a good fit for me, but, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, and, and the reason why we did that is,
1: um, you know, it's kind of like, paying it back in and, you know, just really experiencing it and, and, and going digital. So we, uh, we picked up all the gear. I learned how to use it and I'm learning how to use the gear before we even did our first gig. That's the way you should be doing it. Practice. Yeah. And, uh, what an eye opener because I was, I was terrified. Sure. Because you lose that tangible, you know, feel. Right. Of whatever medium you have, you're looking at a little box and it's like, is it going to be there when I need it? Correct. And now I have a traveling archive of 190,000 songs yes. and then access to anything. Anything.
0: Anything. It's all out there. As long as you got Wi-Fi, you can buy it right there.
1: Yeah. I which, got it. Which is, is so cool. Um, you know, back in the day, uh, if you didn't own it or have a friend that owned it and you had a you know mixtape or whatever. Right. You didn't, you didn't hear it. Right. So like the DJ was the ambassador of cool, you know, because right. he had all the good stuff, you know, oh,
0: yeah. and, um, well, one of the things is, I, when I was working at a radio station, a college radio station, they would bring me the newest records. Yeah. Yep. Here you go. Here's the newest records. Yep. I would take those records and play them at a club that night. And they would, what is that? And I would rip the labels off.
1: There is no better feeling, man.
0: Oh yeah, this is number B seven. What is that? Who is that? Sounds like LL Cool J. Uh, you know, it's something new. It's fresh. You know, uh, you know. So yeah, keep <laughs> yeah. Your beats. Well, you look right in the center and say "promo
1: only" or <laughs> "DJ professional no, DJ only." The labels off,
0: so people aren't aren't uh, getting your beats. Yeah, scribbling out with the sharpie. Yeah, <laughs> those those are the early days. You know, and then uh, here we are. You know, here I, I could. I could consider you competition, or I can consider you a colleague, and we're chit chatting together. Oh, uh, you know, there's room for everyone, and I, I want to tell that to all the DJs out absolutely. there listening: is don't step on each other, man. <laughs> you know, help each other out. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's enough to go around. That's a that's a very good point, Dan. Um, I don't consider other DJs competition. Right. And and honestly, what I envision for the future is for DJs like you and I, yes. and the other DJs, even the gonna be DJs. to come together and network talk shop because how often you get lost in the conversation with somebody that's not necessarily into it and you're going to talk about gear or latest tracks or you know crowd reading techniques or whatever they just get that thousand yard stare (sighs) but you get talking to another dj you can go for days oh
0: yeah and that's the, the you were talking about the American DJ Association and any other of those mobile beat uh, yeah. type clubs where they have conventions and it's just a bunch of DJs tra- traveling together, chit chatting, uh, exchanging ideas, yeah. making the parties better. Yeah, how can I do, You know, how can I make this party better? And should I be carrying that gear or is this one better for me? You know, is this piece of equipment uh, the right fit for me?
1: Yeah, and, and then really equipment. That's an excellent segue. You know, with the modern technology, mm. you can keep it nice and simple and light. Sure. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, don't have any problem with blowing breakers as often.
0: Yes, yes. I, I like my powered speakers. Uh, I'm using Mackie's now, and I'm thinking about switching over to the QSCs, uh, the K-12s, uh, or even the 15s. But no, no, the 10s. I guess they're 10s and 12s. And those are supposed to be the best of the best of the best. They're a little pricey but you get what you pay for. Yeah. And I noticed you had JBLs in there. Yeah, that's actually my old setup. Right. We run
1: uh, entirely Bose now. Bose. Yeah, Bose L1 Model 2. It's portable line-array system. And yes. Holy cow, dude. I, I
0: remember in college, and this is back, this is 86, 87, and we had a, a guy from Bose in a lab coat. He came out, and, and we're all in the auditorium, and we're looking at this big speaker, it's probably six feet tall, and pow. And this guy comes out in a lab coat and he pulls the cabinet away. It's this little cube speaker, maybe six inches by six inches. Yeah. And they taught us how the air travels through those little bow speakers and makes that giant sound. You still get the same amount of air push and you get it out of that little speaker.
1: Yeah. How? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they've just taken a lot of time and effort to engineer their stuff properly. Yes. So you get big sound out of a, a little uh, component, and it doesn't draw as much power. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So like the sticks that we use, they draw 750 watts, mm. and that's with a 7-foot tall line array that sends out a nearly 180-degree sound wave and then that's two big. subs that that's you can big. feel the, the crazy thing is you and I can stand there right in front of the speaker sure. and have the same conversation yes and, and everything's clear then you go all the way to the back of the house yeah. same clarity
0: that's great
1: it, it's, a, it's a crowd cutter you don't have that normal dispersion range of like 55 to 70 degrees like you would have
0: uh, And a regular speaker a right. Mac E V2 or V3 yeah, yeah JBL PV yeah,
1: servim, yeah, servim, ELs, yeah sure. anything yeah.
0: Yeah. We've talked about a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, where's the future of Alpha One? What do you got going on? And do you do any public events where people can come by, or is it mostly private events?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we participated in, uh, participated in a lot of uh, local events. We do Hoops for Hearts. We like the American Heart Association around here. Um, we'll do stuff over for the Pottsville School District, and we've even done stuff for Food for Kids downtown. Yeah. Um, downtown area Russellville is really coming up yes. they're doing a lot of stuff around the depot you know they have the art walk and things um, so you'll, you'll see us around um, we love working with the local charities. You know, good people, good times for good causes.
0: Absolutely, man. You got to give back. Yep. I got a coho event coming up on Saturday. Right on. For the uh, was it City of Hope Outreach? It helps the homeless. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Saturday. Yeah. Do one. You know.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a good feeling, and it, and it's really cool, you know, just to get out and mix it up with people that may not necessarily run into you otherwise.
0: Excellent, man. But How do they find out about you online?
1: Um, we have website We have of course The social media Social media is actually More updated Of course it's real time Yes um, I have uh, SoundCloud as well Alpha One Entertainment On SoundCloud
0: mm-hmm.
1: Some of it is um,
0: <clears throat> Okay
1: Because uh, I have a habit uh, Monday through Thursday When I'm getting ready for work I'll wake up at 4.30 in the morning
0: Sure I'll
1: grab a cup of coffee Walk out of the third bay Or shuffle out Flick on the system And start spinning
0: Okay. So, so on do, SoundCloud, are you making your own beats, or make, these are mix tapes?
1: I guess? Mix tapes. I'm really not, you know, into you know making beats or production. Okay. I, but um, what I'll do is make different mixes, and it just depends on where the mood takes me. Yeah. Left to my own devices, I always kick it back old school. Yes. But um, you know, practically, you know, if if it sounds good, I'll go ahead and hit record on the software. Dig it. And all the stuff that's on SoundCloud, it's live off the decks. There's no uh, post production or any kind <coughs> of um, sync or anything like that. It's all raw right off the decks.
0: Yeah, I did that for the Monday or no, the midday mix I, I, on the radio station. We would have we would feature different DJs in Miami on the radio, and uh, I got to do that from time to time. Most of the time, I was the morning show DJ, but if there wasn't anybody available for the midday mix. There I was on my on my turntables or or whatever was available at the time. That's totally cool. Man. <clears throat> it is totally cool, man. And sometimes I miss the warmth of the te- Technique twelve hundreds, but mm. uh, the speed and the and the accuracy and the the ability to get any song any time on the spur of the moment before they even sit down. Uh, hey, can you play uh, that Madonna song? Sure. Bam! Before they even got back to their table, yeah. borderline. There you go.
1: Novo shuffling through crates. It's right there.
0: It's right there. Yeah. And you've mixed it in. Perfect beat matching. You can do it by ear. You can do it by sync if you if you have to. But do it by ear. You know, old school DJs. You gotta yeah. Do it
1: by ear. And, and I would recommend that to any um, any DJ. Learn how to beat match by ear. Sure. I mean, that's just a fundamental. Oh,
0: man. You know, it, when I went to a, a broadcast school, they taught us how to splice tape. Uh, cut tape and splice it together to edit. You never have to do that ever again. It True. Was, but learn the fundamentals. Yep. And, and do you still play any instruments at all? Um, no, not really. Okay. Uh, but uh, with the trumpet, you learned how to read music? Yep. Learn the fundamentals. Yeah. I, I've talked to a lot of musicians, a lot of guitarists that... They don't read music, and I, I, I think it would be behoove them to, to learn. But they learn by tabs, and, and there's other ways to, to learn and get out on the road and get to work. But, Certainly. Uh, it seems like you're squirming in your chair. You got some stuff to do? Uh, well, the kids have their MMA practice here in a little bit. Oh, are you going to get beat up?
1: Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> well,
0: it seems like you're well-rounded the kids. They got some extracurricular activities to do. Uh, go get your MMA on Mr. Jerry Jarvis Alpha One Entertainment represent I'll definitely uh, put the the show the links to your various things in the show notes um, let's see I'll probably be able to put this up probably Saturday evening as I have that event during the day with the coho and I'll put it up Saturday evening man I'll send you all the links cool alright well man I appreciate Did the opportunity yeah alright we can Jerry Jarvis Dan the man. <laughs> we can,
1: you know, we could go on forever, couldn't we? Oh,
0: man, we can go forever and ever and ever. We did about an hour 20. That's a pretty good podcast, I think. Your voice was in there, Mr. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go go do some MMA, tra- MMA training. Don't hurt yourself. Any last words for the people, Jerry Jarvis?
1: Um, just thanks
0: for the opportunity and look for the uh, look for the commonalities.
1: You know, look for what we have in common. You know, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't let things tear us apart. Because after all, we're all human beings and we're here and you know, let's we're here to have a good time. Let's live it up.
0: Thank you very much, Jerry Jarvis. Represent Well, there you have it, party people. Jerry Jarvis, Alpha One Entertainment. Represent. That's the way he said it. Every time I said Alpha One Entertainment, you'll hear a little represent in the background. It's automatic. I love it. I love it. Promote. He's a brand. He's got uh, some good equipment, you know, and, and he showed me the, just the, the the backup equipment, and that was fly as can be. So it's nice to meet uh, another DJ that, uh, that cares about how... His equipment looks and how it sounds, how he presents himself. He's a a star, a showman. He he does some events that take two days to set up and. Whew, I don't know if I want to get back into those events where it takes a couple days. I mean, if it takes a few hours to set up, I'm okay with that. I'll come, I'll come in early and set up the uh, the truss system and all the lights up on it and make sure that that everything looks right. I have all the scrims covering up all the stands and make sure the DJ equipment has a nice booth on the front. Yeah, you know, but uh, oh, two days to set up something? Eh, I'd do it. I'd do it. Just because I like doing different types of events. And I see the Jerry Jarvis of Alpha One Entertainment represent. <laughs> he likes to do different events as well. And Crystal was hanging out there, Crystal Jarvis. And uh, he has two ninjas. <laughs> he had a couple ninjas uh, that showed up towards the end of the podcast. And I was uh, ooh, thrown back a little bit. They have MMA training. So good on you. The future of fighting well, the reason, I guess, you, you take martial arts is you don't have to fight. People think, uh, yeah, you can kick some butt. So, nope, don't have to fight. Jerry Jarvis raising those kids right. And the house looks great. He said it was built in 1930. It looks great. It's, it's all refinished on the inside for the most part. Uh, there's music everywhere. Every corner of the house you can hear some music playing I was even in the restroom and there was a, a little oh my goodness I can't remember oh Altec Lansing uh, uh, speaker sitting on top over the over the facilities in the restroom so yeah that's pretty cool Jerry Jarvis it was nice to have a little chit chat with you and I look forward to talking to you again so uh, yeah if you need some DJ services uh, in the River Valley uh, area Russellville and the like in Pottsville you called Jerry Jarvis. And if you can't get a hold of him, give me a call as well. <laughs> That's it for this episode of What Makes You Famous. If you want to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386. Or email info at radio what.com It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What. The music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a Fast Fact. Japanese company JVC introduced the VHS system in 1976. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at interactive radio, whatcom Hey Keys Dan. What you doing?
1: My line.
0: I'm playing the best music by request. 24 hours a day, click on the request tab at the top of RadioWhat.com. RadioWhat.com.